yo, yo, it's Matt Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. And you are listening to the Too Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet me for the love of God, I'm blacking out, I'm blacking out, I just blacked out. Time for another round of the Too Sweet Wrestling Podcast. This is Too Sweet. Welcome to the Too Sweet Wrestling Podcast. I am Brett Blakemore, and to my left is walls, right walls, center walls. Um, I am alone this week. However, hang on, hang on, hang on. We do have Vinny Milani uh, here on the phone. He will be doing uh, the segments with us. I have a loaded show for you. Uh, three topics with the segments with Vinny Milani. This is the Wheel of Wrestling Jobber Ace of the Week and a brand new segment. That's all coming up, um, but let me just address first before I even get into the re- uh, prepared material uh, where I've been. Uh, this has been kind of a weird state for the podcast, and basically for me right now, uh, I do finally have a solid place where I can set up, and these podcasts will be back to their uh, even more so um, frequency. I'm going to try to do at least at least once a week, even more than that. Um, just depends on how things are going. Uh, kind of in that uh, quarter-life crisis in between college and job vacuum right now. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, but regardless, uh, I'm really happy to be back. Uh, and this show, hopefully, I'm hopefully I'm not going to rock you and uh, promise uh, one thing and then not do it. Um, hopefully, it will not be going away again. Um, but let's get right into it because the wrestling world is such a different place than it was <laughs> when we were gone, um, or when the last show was, uh, it was right after the first AEW show, Double or Nothing, and it's a different place now than it was then, uh, so we just need to get right into it. Um, coming up in a few minutes, Kevin Owens brought attention to something that's really, really wrong in WWE, but there's a solution to it. That's coming up in a few minutes. Right now, the current state of WWE is really one of the factors for me being off for so long uh, and the show being gone for so long. I mean, the product was just abysmal. There's been almost nothing that has made me jump out of my seat and say, I need to see that. I have to tune in. Guys, I can't come over because Saturday night, this is going to happen on Extreme Rules and I've got to see it. You know, that that hasn't happened yet for me. It, it It's happened in AEW. Uh, they, you tell me the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers are going in a ladder match. I have to watch that. There's no way I'm not watching that. Hasn't happened in WWE. Um, for instance, I've wanted to... I've wanted the title off of Brock Lesnar and on to Seth Rollins. Like, I've wanted that. Then he had a multi-match feud with Baron Corbin. Uh, this show, for the record, uh, Raw also features Ricochet and AJ Styles. And they still went with Baron Corbin for a multi-match feud. And AJ Styles is the U.S. champion. I mean, what? where's that multi-match feud for, you know, actual talent? You know, I mean, Baron Corbin is a very okay worker, but he doesn't make me want to tune in to Raw. That's just the reality of it. Um, how about Kofi Kingston? Admittedly, Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens, those were good match choices. Um, but the choice of Dolph 
over guys like Finn and Drade, Rey Mysterio, just left me kind of wanting more. Um, I just don't get it. Nothing about that feud made me want to tune in. Um, there's not been a single feud overall that I was like, I need to see that. I have to see that. I think the closest possible thing on the product since I've been gone that I've really wanted to see that they've done is Ricochet and AJ Styles, their little tiff that they had, um, which then led to him turning heel and the club and all that. But that was the closest thing. And that's for the U.S. title. The Universal and WWE Championship, I didn't even care about, which is a huge problem. And it doesn't help that my guy Finn is a total afterthought on SmackDown, and we actually will get into that in uh, the segments. The point is, is that it's hard to keep watching, and I'm sure you guys are all aware of this, it's hard to keep watching the product when they constantly let you down and have nothing that is drop everything, I need to see this TV. There's nothing about it that makes me want to do that and that I need to do that. The only thing is that I get disappointed. I get disappointed uh, even if even if I get what I want, I get disappointed. And let, let me explain. It sounds a little weird. I, For instance, I wanted Rollins to have the title, and they find a way to disappoint me. I wanted Finn to have the Intercontinental Championship. They did that, and then he never defended it. <laughs> and then he lost on the Extreme Rules pre-show. Um, I really, you know, I really wanted Kofi to have it um, just for, it was a great story. Um, and... You know that one. I'll you know I'll let that one slide. That that one is is passable. That I enjoyed what he's been doing so far. I liked Samoa Joe. I like Kevin Owens. Um, let's run down the list. Um, I wanted Ricochet to be used more, and he did get with AJ Styles. I said that was my one exception. Uh, Becky Lynch. She won both the titles just like we all wanted her to, and now she's feuding with Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin. There's Charlotte even though they've done that. But there's Bailey. Where's Sasha? Is she still just taking time off? Is she going to AEW? No one knows. There's Ember Moon, who just is on SmackDown, but it, still, that would be interesting. There's Kyrie Sane. Uh, even Natalia would be a better choice. Uh, almost anyone on the roster would be a better choice than Lacey Evans. I've been very critical of her. Uh, even when I get what I want... And even when the wrestling community gets what they want, they find a way to disappoint us. And that's a really big problem. Um, anyways, coming up in a few minutes, uh, there is a clear, clear first champion that needs to be crowned it all out. And I'm going to tell you who it is. But right now, Kevin Owens brought attention to something that is really, really, really wrong in WWE. And there's a pretty simple fix to it. Um, WWE needs branded pay-per-views again needs it uh, he recently tweeted out a list this kevin owens tweeted out a list of people who weren't included on extreme rules and <laughs> believe it or not star-studded list finn balor shinsuke nakamura Rey mysterio andrade viking raiders viking warriors viking experience war machine those guys um <laughs> and of course uh, mantar now, while this is clearly a part of his feud with Shane McMahon, and that's fine, um, it isn't wrong. He's he's. It's almost like kind of a stone cold, like you're just telling the truth, or a CM Punk. Um, he's just kind of telling the truth that it's almost like a work shoot 
that this is true. This is a problem that they have. Obviously, some were upset about the amount of wrestling per month that the dual system brings, and I get that. That's a con. That's a lot of wrestling that people need to absorb. However, I don't think the cons outweigh the benefits. There's a lot of benefits here. First off, we don't get incomplete shows. There's no shows without the Intercontinental Champion. There's no shows missing stars for absolutely no reason. The dual system brings more time to more stars, more available feuds to have, and more storylines. This There's not people that are absolute stars that are getting left in the dust because there's no pay-per-view time. So you have whole shows like SmackDown right now that don't even have feuds going because of the wild card and the non-dual pay-per-view system. The wild card needs to go too, and I think I've gone in depth enough about that, the why that's ruining the current WWE product. This dual system could literally fix everything about that. It could give time to people who need it. It could give feuds to people who need it. It gives people things to do. That's the whole point, is to give people things to do and have feuds and storylines. But right now, you have Aleister Black saying, I'm just waiting for someone to fight me. You know, and granted, I'll I'll backtrack on that. He did have a good pay-per-view match with Cesaro. The point being <laughs> wasn't the greatest storyline going into it and if you want better storylines going into it you need to have more pay-per-view time to to fill out not fill out to like find to cap off those stories that's what i'm trying to say it just doesn't make any sense why you wouldn't have a dual pay-per-view system i know the cons i get it and not the people who run aw i get that it's a lot to absorb it is but there's a lot of people on the roster. There's a lot of people that need that time. And if you don't let those stars marinate and have the time on TV, because why? You know, if you're not going to have a pay-per-view match, why do you have a feud? If it's going to be on the pre-show, where no one's watching and no one's there, it it needs to happen. And that's for everyone. Every champion needs to be defending on pay-per-view, and that's where the duel championship does the best coming up a few minutes we will get to all those segments with Vinny. um your wheel of wrestling your job or an ace of the week and yikes but right now there's a clear first champion that needs to be crowned all out in chicago and it's hangman page he needs to win at all out i think there's an easy route for the first champion of AEW. And I think there's the right route. The easy route would be to crown Kenny Omega the first ever champion. He was a he was a big star. WWE really wanted him. He's already established. That would be the easiest possible champion to crown. Another easy one would be any WWE guy. Your Chris Jericho's, John Moxley's. Well known names, easy choices. It's obvious, right? It's why wouldn't Kenny Omega be? He's he's the biggest guy there, right? He should be the first ever champion. But then there's the right choice. It's clear without a doubt that AEW is pushing Hangman Page to be the guy of the company. There's been more packages, more time dedicated to him than almost any other singles competitor. 
I'm not even that, to be completely honest, I'm not even that high in Hangman Page. I don't think he's bad by any means. I don't think there's an ounce of bad on him. I just don't think he's, you know, the greatest. I don't think he's on Kenny Omega's level. I don't think he's on this world superstar level. Um, That's just my opinion, and I don't like when people try to make my opinion for me, a.k.a. Roman Reigns. However, this is is where the difference is. Um, I think... He's the right guy for the job for one reason. AEW could send a really huge message to the entire industry if they crown him the first champion. And that message is, we don't take stars, we make stars. They don't need WWE guys jumping ship to be successful. They don't need the WWE machine to make stars. They make their own stars. Having the first ever AEW champion being one of their own, I mean, non-WWE, would be the best possible thing. And having a new star instead of the established Omega would make it even better. The easy road is obvious. It's Kenny Omega. It's Chris Jericho. It's John Moxley. These are established names that people would recognize. But the right road is pushing your own star that's Hangman Page. If you if you want him to be a star, and it's clear that they're pushing him, like I said, they have so many packages. If you watch the the Road to Double or Nothing, it feels like almost half of that is Hangman Page. Just how good is Hangman Page? He is incredible. It reminds me a lot of the Roman Reigns push, honestly, um, which of course I have problems with. If you want to push him and you want to send a message to everyone else that we're here to stay, we're not going to be WCW who steals Hulk Hogan and just makes him champion, or Kevin Nash or Scott Hall. We make our own stars here, and our star that we're pushing is our guy, Hangman Page. I think that is the biggest thing AEW can do. All right, let's get to some segments with Vinny. All right, so I did lie a little bit. Um, oh I said that uh, I said that the Vinny Milani, Cody Mallory era was over, um, and then it turns out it's not uh, because I'm here right now with Vinny Milani. Welcome back to the show, bud. How's it going, buddy? I'm I'm doing okay. Um, things are moving along, but I'm happy to kind of get back on the saddle and get this uh, get this show going. Couldn't do it without you, though, of course. Buddy, so much has changed. I so so much. I we'll we'll get into it in the show, but just so much <laughs> the, has changed. The world is different now. Um, yes. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Um. But I brought you on. Let's do some segments. Um. I will give you just as a. Uh, I didn't tell you this. this. Is the first time telling you this. I'll give you uh, about a minute to get anything you want off your chest about the wrestling world, since I just went on a huge spiel by myself. Right now. Right now. I'm, Go for it. Right. Right now, I mean, right now. I, let's just say I'm sitting in my own personal studio with my Young Bucks shirt on right now. Ah, okay. And you... I have a Jungle Boy Luchasaurus shirt on the way. Well done. And we will. I, I, I am. Uh, I've seen the light. I guess you would say. Uh, mm-hmm. You would say. Uh, but I am all aboard the AEW hype train. And I have so much, so so much to talk about. I, I couldn't, I couldn't possibly go on 
I, I, could, I could go on for like hours and hours talking about this, but I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a completely different product. And, you know, even it's so weird to think about another professional wrestling company that is a complete, it's still professional wrestling, but it's a completely different product, like night and day. It's very fresh is what it is. Yeah, It's very fresh because I, I thought about it like I was watching, I, I actually watched Fight for, for, Fight for the Fallen twice. And the second time through, I was like, I actually looked at Luchasaurus and I was like, man, if WWE came up with this right now, I would be like, I would just hate on it so much. I do kind of hate on Luchasaurus, though. I don't I don't like it. It's it's fresh. It's new. And I'm okay with it as of right now. Mm. He's he's a fine worker. I just don't like the the gimmick because everything else that AEW is doing is great. So it's like these little things. It's okay, But WWE, if like. If they come up with a crappy gimmick, it's like, man, there really isn't much that makes up for it. So, mm. Yeah, no, uh, that uh. makes sense. Anyways, it's time for your return to the Wheel of Wrestling. It's time for Wheel of Wrestling on the Too Sweet Wrestling Podcast. All right, Vinny, do you want happy trails, time travel, or uh, wanna and roll all night? Uh, oh man, I kind of want the rock and roll thing because you because I want to hear you do it again. Um, well, you you weren't listening clear enough because I uh I said ah wanna well, and yeah, roll all night. I just didn't know how to like actually phrase that to you. Like that's the one I want. Well, yeah, but I missed a word uh, intentionally. Which, can you do it? Can you do it one more time just so I can just I'm like, not get doing it the, again. Ah oh, boo. Um, <laughs> I I missed out uh, one word because. At Raw Reunion, there will be no Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, I wouldn't have picked this category if I knew what this is about. (laughs) The Rock will not be at Raw Reunion, a guy who, you know, made his career in WWE, if you want to say, or at least got his start. I I don't know. What do you think about that? He he is big league in him. He hasn't been on on WWE since WrestleMania 32. Yeah, he's definitely big league in him. I mean, like, can you blame him right now? Just do you would you, like would you pass up shooting Jumanji for a, a raw reunion that's oh, uh, okay? Clear, like clearly desperate. It it takes one. Uh, it is kind of desperate, isn't it? Um, it takes it more than one day to shoot a movie. You can show <laughs> up for a couple hours. You know, raise your little eyebrow, as Cena would say. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's ridiculous. Kiss little babies. I don't know. I no. just to me, you you pay your dues, you pay your respects to the place that gave you that opportunity to be yeah. a star, really. And you're you're not going to be, you know. He comes out and promises that he won't be gone. And you know, I have the same problem with John Cena too. That he's been gone for so long. You know, where has he been? Yeah. Um, it you come out and promise that you'll never leave again, and we haven't seen you in three years. I just don't. I don't want anything to hear about it. You know what I mean? Don't want anything yeah, to do no. with it. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, uh, I know. I totally get it. It's like it's like with the. I mean, Vince calls on the Undertaker, like, and the Undertaker is there, like, no matter what. And it's like much. the Rock. Yeah, it's like the Rock. Eh, eh, eh. Yeah. Anyways, um, do you want happy trails, time travel, or think fast? Ooh. I'm gonna do time travel. Okay, I'm time. Gonna, I'm gonna save it. Time save travel. Um, I'm going to pull this up here. So I saw this on Squared Circle. Um, This comes from the Wrestling Observer. Um, This is a quote 
Okay. Um, in October of 2017, two and a half years ago, Brock Lesnar was the Universal Champion. AJ Styles was the United States Champion. The New Day were <laughs> SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Shane McMahon was feuding with Kevin Owens. And Dolph oh. Ziggler was feuding with The Miz. That was two and a half years ago, October 2017. And we are right back where we were two and a half oh. years later after Extreme Rules. Oh, my. Oh, my. That's a yeah. tough look. Right? That's a tough look. I oh, mean, man. first of all, props to whoever pointed that out. Uh, yeah. Because oh, that yeah. is an insane observation. But what I are the odds that, that one. Yeah, what are the odds that the the creative team just goes back to this loop of being in the same place? It's obviously not intentional. It's just one of those things that's so weird that you look at and you're like, "What? Well, that is insane how that has even happened. But I, I feel like they're just going back to the well with a bunch of different things, like a bunch of different old ideas to try and like make up for, for what's happening right now. And I, I'm still confused. I'm sure you've talked about it already with the Brock Lesnar thing, but I'm still confused at that decision. And I, I mean, they, they just keep going back it. to things that, that, that just didn't, I mean, did it really work back then? Uh, I, I don't, I didn't think so. I did talk about, um, briefly, I didn't really get into it. Um, but I did talk about, um, the Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon kind of thing a little bit. And, I love this new take on the Kevin. O He's a babyface. Kevin Owens yes. is a babyface now, which is oh, yeah. on the record of the show. I've wanted Kevin Owens to be a babyface for a long time. Oh yeah, I was there. For, I was there for that. Yeah, because he just speaks the truth, man. And yeah, it it's very refreshing for his character to be a babyface. He hasn't now, been now in a long time ever. Really, that one little stint with the New Day, and that's it. Now, now, can I throw a question back at you here? Yeah, real quick. W w regarding the Kevin Owens thing, I mean, a lot, I've, I've seen online and I've had some friends come up to me and say that this Kevin Owens uh, babyface role is kind of similar to what the CM Punk thing was going on back in the day. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Honestly, yeah. Um, I don't think it'll end with a world championship just because I don't think they want to put the WWE title. Granted, they have put the Universal title on him, so who, who knows? But I... I don't think feuding with Shane McMahon is a path to the WWE championship like it was for CM Punk when he went through that phase. But uh, if he gets red hot enough and people, you know, if he gets over enough as a babyface, I'm fully on board the Kevin Owens babyface train. I have been for a while. Um, if he gets over enough, then why not? It could be. But I don't know. CM Punk just caught some sort of lightning. I don't know what it was. It was just right time, right place. But he just caught the... The abs and it was him too. Obviously, it's not not like he was. Just, yeah. If you think I was the right guy <laughs> in the right place, in the right place at the wrong time or the right time, or, the, uh, that the was wrong one of universe. The best <laughs> um, Vinny, do you want happy trails? Think fast, or pick a side. Oof, oof. Hit me with the think fast. Let's go. Think fast. Um, I want your first impressions. This isn't a ceiling. This isn't how high they could possibly go. I Got want, it. in a sentence, your first impression of these, because AEW is practically new. They've got a lot of yes. new faces that people don't haven't got their eyes on yet. This is perfect for me. First impressions, we're going to run through the list, okay? Are you gotcha. ready? I am so ready. First impressions, the Dark Order. 
Oh, love them. I, I love them. I love them as a heel. I love that. Oh, I love what they're doing. I love their in-ring stuff. I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, the, not, not El Uno, but the, uh, or Evil Uno, but the other guy. The he's guy really without a mask. Ring. Yes, he's really good in the ring. I'm excited to see them. Uh, MJF. Oh, oh, great heel. Great young up-and-coming heel. B. Priestley. Is that how you say that? B. Priestley? Uh, Bay? B? I think it's B, but I, I, I probably should have researched that before I wrote it down, huh? I need to see more. That's what that's that's my impression here. My first impression. Just chiming in real quick. Anytime you're a stardom champion, I think you're legit as they come, and she is that. That's fair. So that's fair. I I want to see more from her. Um, Jungle Boy. Love him. Oh, that's my boy. I love Jungle Boy, dude. I I, I know you don't like him, but I no no no, so- no no no. I it's not that I don't like him. It's that I don't like his gimmick. That's my thing. Uh. Yeah, no, I, I, I can understand it. It's just like a joke gimmick. But it I is mean, a joke gimmick. So, he's so over, though. I was at, I, I mean, I, I don't know if, I, I don't think I mentioned this. I went to Fighter Fest, and mm. I, saw the, I saw the pop for Jungle Boy. And the crowd loves that guy. So I'm all aboard. I'm all for Jungle Boy. Luchasaurus. Oh, my other guy. My other, he talent, very talented, very talented in-ring guy. Uh, I think I, I heard Matt and Nick Jackson talk about the fact that they're going to be pushing them as a, as a tag team. So I'm really excited for both of them and Luchasaurus uh, in general. He's he's also very talented in the ring. SCU, baby! Oh my god, that another great. They they love Jacksonville when they had when they went to fight for the fallen. So I, I got to give them props. Veterans, they are they they know what they're doing. Uh, at old at an old age for most of them, two of the two of the three of them are, are older guys, right? Yeah, I think, Scorp- and- I think Scorpio is the only really young guy out of that. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I love them a lot. I know. First impression when I first saw them, I was like, "Whoa, these guys are still rolling and they're still hot." So excited to see them in, in AW. Last one, Darby Allen. Oh, I feel like you just picked like a bunch of people that I'm I'm just in love with, like that have like brought me I picked, to actually like AEW. I picked new people that I, I mean, SEU isn't really new for me. I saw their stuff in Ring of Honor, but yeah, most of those people I have not seen uh, beforehand. Um, I mean, all uh, all of them have been guys that I haven't seen before, and then once I saw Darby out, I, I never, I didn't really know anything of Darby Allen until I went to Fire Fest and saw him do that coffin drop. On the apron, oh, missing Cody man. Rhodes. That mm. spot was incredible. That spot was incredible. And then I started doing more research on him, and I went. I actually went on YouTube and watched his match against John Moxley in a gym, in a gym with like maybe a couple hundred people. And it, he had a great match against him, and he had a great performance at Fight for the Fallen. Love Darby Allen. Do you want happy trails or pick a side? Let's go Happy Trails. Happy Trails. Um, this just came out uh, the other day, um, which would explain the recent booking of him. Uh, Finn Balor has requested time off. Uh, I believe How's it, your heart feel? It, it, well, we'll get there. Um, I think it, the report said that it's going to be two months um, after SummerSlam. So after SummerSlam is gone, 
It'll be two months of no Finn, which basically, according to the reports, he just needs to recharge. You know, he's kind of burnt out right now. And honestly, I can't even begin to imagine the amount of stress that it is to go through a WWE travel schedule. Um, what do you think about this? Is, is this why he's been uh, losing uh, multiple times per week? I don't think I actually don't think that it is why he's been losing. I think that's just the way creative has been trying to book him. Uh, but you know, I'm 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 really interested to see this whole time off thing and what they're trying to go with. Like, like are they? We could see them potentially start doing this with more and more superstars, though, to kind of give them a little bit more of a break and a reprieve from that that I mean that travel schedule that's insane. Mm. Um, but I mean, as for the Finn Balor character and what we're seeing in the ring and everything, and not being able to watch him for two months, it's going to be very upsetting because I. I you are the you are the Finn Balor mark on the show. That is correct. But I am I am also on board for having or giving Finn Balor a push, and seeing him gone for two months is like, man, now we're definitely not going to be seeing a Finn Balor push anytime soon. I mean, if you you know make your argument for whether or not he can talk or whatever, but even alone in NXT, the demon gimmick itself is worth a push. Um, oh you, yeah, for you sure. can you can push that thing to the moon and sell as much merch as you want. The problem is, is that they don't want to, I don't know why they don't want to push him. You know, he got the Intercontinental Championship that I was super stoked about and then fell and off then a cliff. With it. They, I don't even think he defended it on pay-per-view once. Um, yeah, I don't Unless think you so count either. the pre-show of Extreme Rules yeah. the other night. Um, I don't I don't. Care. And he lost. <laughs> yep. And he lost too, yep. Um, yeah. To, to Shinsuke Nakamura, who I also forgot about. Which is incredible that we can forget about someone like Shinsuke yeah, Nakamura. Exactly. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Um, okay, final one. Pick a side. I have one simple question for you. And the interesting thing is you were a different wrestling fan than the last time the people have listened to yes. you. Yes. Um, so I have one question for you, and I want you to pick a side. Who is the best tag team in the world? Oh, <laughs> Who is the best tag team in the world? Right right now, I would make the argument that it's one of the two that you know exactly who I'm talking about, either the Young Bucks or the Lucha Brothers. Now, you can you can throw in uh, the Usos if you want. Uh, you can throw in the Revival if you want. I think the Revival on a um, with their own time limit and their own producing of the match... I think yeah. they're one of the best in the world. They get bogged down, in my opinion, with the the raw scheduling and the producers and overproduction of raw matches. And and, and, and that's a great point because you uh, obviously when you think of tag team wrestling, you're like, oh man, WWE really does not pay attention to tag team wrestling uh, as much as what you see in AEW. And I mean, if if given the chance, the Usos and, and the Usos would be the best tag team. But they're not given the chance, so you can't give them the that 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 title as the best tag team. I love which I would watching, agree with. I love watching the Young Bucks. I've I, I love watching those matches that they've they've put on at Double or Nothing, and then Fighter Fest, and then uh, Fight for the Fallen. But you you caught me on a on a Lucha Lucha Brothers kick right now, and I am all aboard the Lucha Brothers. So right now. I am saying the Lucha Brothers are the best tag team in the world. You you got it. I'm I'm not supposed to give my opinion, but uh, they are number two. Um, anyway, <laughs> okay, what? No, I, uh, it's I mean what they're doing, what AEW is doing right now with 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 tag teams in general 
is so much fun to watch because that is something that that the wrestling world, that the mainstream wrestling world has lacked uh, has lacked seeing for the past few years because WWE just continues to not push the tag team division. And with AEW being on the platform that is right now, we're going to see so much, so much tag team wrestling that it's going to be so it's going to be great. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be exciting, entertaining. All aboard the Lucha Bros, though. The main event of Fight for the Fallen was a tag team match with tag teams. Uh, in it. I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, that's where that it I got was. A little, I got I got a little bone to pick with that match, but you know that's another time. Oh well. Okay. Well, if the, or if you want to make it, or if you want to make it now, I can I can talk about it. But I, um, we're in. I, be- okay. Well, we're, we're in between segments. Uh, give it to me. What was, what was yeah. your deal? I liked I liked the match itself. It was a really fun match. But I kind of just don't like the fact that we're giving like Cody Rhodes and, and Dustin Rhodes like all this like attention as being the best one of the best tag teams. Like after the match, like Matt Nick Jackson or. or I believe it was Matt that got yeah, on the mic. He was one saying of the best that, they've ever faced. Well, one of the best they ever faced. The commentary was like, that was one of the best Bucks matches that they've ever seen. Like, that's one of their biggest challenges that they've ever had. I'm well, thinking yeah, myself, you got to put them over. What do you want them no, to do? No, I understand. I understand that. I understand having to get them over and all that kind of good stuff. But let's let's tone those. Let's, let's settle down with those takes that that they're a good that they're a great tag team and one of the best of all time. Yeah, if I've said it once, um the Bucks at their best in my opinion is when they have a regular tag match, not a six man with Kenny, a regular tag match that they can work a story and really drive it at their own pace with up and down and that's what that match was. I like their matches with the Lucha Brothers because that's exactly what it is. So much it's, fun. It's storytelling, but it's also so much fun. There's story uh, within the match, the story of uh, Cody or Cody Dustin and the Bucks. The story of that match was: Are is the new school going to beat the old fashioned, uh, you know, ground and pound, if you will? Yeah. Um, and they told that story. They said, "What if we pick a body part? What are they going to do then?" And that's exactly what they did. They picked a uh, Matt's left arm and they started yep. working it over and over. And it was a beautiful story. But in the end, at the end of the day, the new school won. I yeah. love that type of storytelling instead of uh, the six mans with them where they, you know, basically hit everyone comes in one by one and hits their moves and then yeah. that's the match. Um, and the Bucks do the one-on-one tags better than anyone else in the industry. That's that's my reasoning behind that. Yeah, um, I mean they're 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 so much fun to watch. They really sure. they really are. Um do you understand why I uh, was talking them up for so many years? Yeah, no, yeah, I do. I, I mean, I get it. I see it. I definitely see the the potential and then how much fun they are. But uh, one more, one more last hot hot take that I had. Not, I guess it's not that hot of a take, but it, you will actually enjoy this. I, I want everyone who's listening right now to the show to stop talking crap about the fact that there are no stories in these matches. Uh, like, well, it's just like prior. True. Prior to the matches, I've listened to several wrestling podcasts as of late that one of their biggest knocks with the AEW shows is that there's no stories leading up to it. Just Google search it. Google search the matches and you'll find the obviously it isn't as big and mainstream as the stories in WWE. But if you do your research, you will find that there each of these matches have somewhat of a story in it. And I will go on record of apologizing to you yeah. for giving you crap for all this time saying that there's no stories. 
Not a lot of story, but well, there is a story. Well, there's different. It's different types of storytelling. You know, WWE yes. has your, you know, oh, you slept with my wife, so let's wrestle about it. <laughs> um, where AEW is more of like a strategical. You know, like for instance, that storytelling of. It can be as simple as who's the best tag team in the world. We're yeah. high and flashy, and you're ground and pound. Let's let's get after it. Or yeah. uh, the story of the Kenny Omega match was he's winless in singles competition. How can that be? Kenny needs to win in singles competition. Can he get over the hill of winning? And that was the story, and that's enough to get me invested in that story. But I don't need... Um, uh, let's... What's the most ridiculous thing I've seen? Um, I don't need... Who was it? Um, Mandy Rose trying oh. to court uh, Jay Uso <laughs> to make Naomi mad when I don't need any of that. Or who tried to... Or Lana with Enzo Amore. How about that? I don't yeah, need any yeah. of that um, to get a story across. Let's get into Jobbers and Aces of the Week. Let's do it. Time for the Jobber of the Week. Um, I will start first here. Um, my job of the week is very unfortunate. I never thought we would come to this day, but my job of the week, <laughs> my job of the week is Finn Balor. Um, it's unfortunate. I don't want him to be here. I'm not happy that he's here. But someone's he, got to wear it. Someone's got to wear it. And right now it's Finn Balor. Look, he's been booked, and this isn't. Um, a dig at Finn or or Ferg or whatever you want to call him. This isn't anything to do Ferg. with that. Um, What's well, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, this yeah, is this it. is the booking of him. He's literally been booked as a jobber of late. If, if that is because he's taking time off and they want you know, but he's literally lost two times in the past couple days and didn't even show up on his own show. Wasn't even on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, I don't <laughs> I don't get uh, the booking for him. I really don't. And the only explanation is if it's the time off and they just want to put some other guys over so that he can take time off and come back bigger and better than ever. But if he's a waste character, I don't get it. Um, yeah. Uh, now for I've got two aces this week. Time for the ace uh, of the week. My first ace is Becky Lynch. Um, Oof. This is not what. You, hang on. This isn't she had the best tweet <laughs> of the entire week. Um, Vince Russo came out and said after Extreme Rules that it should have been Becky that screwed Seth. There should have, he, she should have screwed Seth after the match. That would have been way more impactful. Uh, Becky Lynch tweets back, I did. Oh, Best zing. tweet of the week wow. by far. Oh, what a great tweet. Oof. What a great comeback. Um, uh, yeah, loved it. Oof. <laughs> big, big oof there. Take, take that one, social media warrior. <laughs> Vince Russo. <laughs> Vince um, Russo. <laughs> my other ace of the week. Time for the ace of the week. Is The Undertaker because oh. he oh. came out, hang on, he came out after a awful showing against Goldberg. Terrible. Enough to make me, like, lose some faith in wrestling showing. I mean, it was that bad. And a lot of that's on Goldberg for getting concussed again before the match. <laughs> um, but it's still, someone's got to wear it. And he came someone's out. Someone's got to wear it. He came out. I thought for sure he was going to be 
a hot tag. Roman was going to do all the work. He'd hot tag, do old school tombstone, and be done. And he did not do that. He was a part of that match just as if anyone else was. It was a beautiful thing. Uh, he really looked like he belonged there. Now, was was he clunky in some spots? Yeah. But comparatively to the Goldberg match, he was literally a thousand times better. I could not oh, be yeah, more 100%. proud. It felt like watching an Undertaker match, and that is the highest compliment I can give. Vinny. Oh, yeah, for sure. Time for the jobber of the week. So, so we're starting off with, since you started, you went, you went jobber of the week first, by the yeah, way. Jobber and ace. Yes. Is it? Oh, oh yeah. It's been so long. So I forgot, like, yeah, I yeah. forgot that it went jobber, then ace. Mm-hmm. Yep. So my jobber of the week, and we've been talking about AEW a lot here. And my jobber of the week is the AEW camera crew or the behind the scenes crew or whatever crew is in the truck running the cameras and everything. Because I don't know if you picked up on this when you're watching on BR Live or wherever you're watching. Um, <laughs> no free ads, but okay. No free ads, you know. Uh, but the camera crew, when you're there live, there is no there is no cameras on the big screen. There's no jumbotron that you can watch the match if you're really far away. The reason why I'm bringing this up is when they go to the outside of the ring or in the crowd or something like that, you can't see what's going on because there are no cameras that there's no camera feed that's feeding it to the big screen. So people are just like losing their minds because they don't know what's happening. And you can hear it in the uh, Fight for the Fallen show when I can't remember who it was on the outside of the ring, but they were fighting on the outside of the ring. No, oh, it was during this the Shima uh, Kenny Omega match. They're fighting on the outside of the ring, couldn't see anything. And then once they finally put it on the big board, the crowd goes wild. Crowd boos once it goes away. Get it together, AEW. It happened at Fight for the Fallen, it happened at Fighter Fest. Figure out a way to stream that camera to the big screen for the fans that don't have the expensive seats. Make it happen. Yeah, well said. Time for the ace of the week. My ace of the week, and I'm so glad you went with two aces of the week because I had a very hard time deciding between my ace of the week, so I'm going with two. Starting off with my boy Jungle Boy, putting on a hell of a performance uh, at Fight for the Fallen with his dinosaur, Luchasaurus, and Marco, what is that guy's Marco Stunt? Is that his name? I'm not sure. Oh, the the Spike Dudley of the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Spike Dudley of the um, group. I don't know what his name is. I still haven't picked it's, up on that one. It's Marco something, and I can't remember what. I can't remember his last he's, name. He's Spike Dudley. That's his role. Yeah, he's basically. Spike Dudley. Basically, but either way, uh, Jungle Boy has amazed me every time he goes out there. He puts on a great match, uh, excites the fans. The crowd loves him. He deserves my returning ace of the week. But there's also one other person that deserves it, and that's Ember Moon. Ember Moon earned a title wow. shot tonight. Uh, what? What? No, that's, no it just, I thought you were all uh, all AEW this week. But I gotta give I gotta give some some WWE love. You know, I'm trying. Okay. I'm really trying to give them a chance. You know, <laughs> really trying. Yeah, I feel like that's just the wrestling community at this point. Yes. So em- Ember Moon, though, is my other, my I guess my honorable mention as my ace of the week because okay. she uh, earned a SummerSlam title match against Bayley uh, for the women's title. Will it uh, be on the te- pre-show? I'm 100% sure it'll be on the pre-show. Mm, that is unfortunate. 
it is really unfortunate. But you know what? She's getting her title shot. And honestly, put it on her. Put the belt. Put the strap on her. Let's go. How long has Which, Bailey had the strap? Hasn't been that uh, long, right? No, I think she wanted that money in the bank. Yeah, because no, she cashed no, 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 in. No, 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 no. You're yeah, right. Because yeah, yeah, she cashed yeah. in. So, yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, SummerSlam would be a good time to take it off. And I want to see Ember Moon be pushed to the moon. Well done. No, it needs to be done because Ember Moon is very talented and she deserves it. Uh, I loved her in NXT and she deserves it 100%. That's my ace. That's my job here. And. New this week, uh, we're going to just move right on. I have a new segment. Um, it's kind of inspired by uh, Vinny, your show, the Power Play Podcast. But honestly, I just thought about it literally because of this moment that I'm going to use for mine. Uh, this is the yikes moment of the week. Um, it's not. It's not necessarily the job of the week. I'm not um, talking smack. It's more of just the moment that I'm like, oh, oh no, <laughs> oh, oh no. Um, so here is the perfect example to start um, the yikes of the week. Like, oh, yikes. yikes. Um, Britt Baker, I'm so sorry. Um, DMS, Wait, is that what doctor, it is? Doctor, Doctor Britt, Britt Baker, DM, DM something. DM, She's DM. She was right in the DMs. DMD. Yeah, that's it. DMD, yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah. She's a really good worker. I really like her. Uh, she's definitely right up there with a B, Bia, Bay, um, right up there with her. Um, I think it's B. Um, I really like her. That's why she's not the jobber. That's why this whole new uh, segment was created. But when she tried to hot tag to the wrong corner and realized it, and then everyone else realized it. I mean, she was concussed too. In fairness, yeah. Um, oh, yikes. 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 100% yikes. Yikes. All right, Vinny, what do you got? You know, I, I've got a yikes. And I'm, I, you know, you, you and I, we're on the kind we're kind of on the same page here because you said something, you talked about how she didn't deserve to be a jobber of the week. No, it wasn't actually, her fault. I mean, yeah, she was like her. She put on I a like good match. Her. Exactly. Exactly. So my, Yikes moment is the commentary from my my one of my favorite of all time, good old Jim Ross uh-huh. during the Fight for the Fallen show. Uh, towards the end, Cody Rhodes did his little got on the mic, uh, started talking about the money that they raised for the show, and throughout like his little speech, you might want to go back and watch mm-hmm. or listen because Jr. like during the speed during Cody Rhodes' uh, promo was, was like, "Are we still on? Are we like?" Are we still going? Are we still rolling? And, uh, I mean, we've heard a lot of talk about how the commentary for AEW has been rough. Real rough. Yeah. No, I, and, I honestly, I could give an honorable mention of a yikes moment to when, I mean, I was literally thinking about this even before you brought up yours. Um, just an honorable mention was Kenny Omega when he kept saying, we're not even on TV, so... So if it yeah. is, whatever, but I don't think it's going to make TV. And yeah, like, he was rattling oh, his words a lot man, in that promo. Yikes. Like, yeah. that. So we can just give the entire yikes moment to that last just little bit of promo from uh, from everybody. Everyone, yeah. Everyone involved. That, well, that I mean, I did like too the, long. I, I did like the Cody Rhodes thing where he was talking about how, like, WWE can't counter-program them. Um because obviously they had the Evolve show on Saturday, 
with along with uh, AEW. And yeah, uh, so I mean, it was they did. And it was a good shot from Cody Rhodes. Not even mentioning the counter program. Uh, WWE has been trying to get more edgy too. They're trying Dude, to oh uh, flip the bird. So can um, we get into this? Can I? Can I? Can we dive into this? Is this the thing? Oh boy! Yeah, let's go. Um, I can make it short. I can make it short. Yeah, we, can make it, we can make it short. We've story. already gone through all of our segments, so let's. Yes. So I, quickly. I mean, you, you 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 hit it. You hit the nail right on the head right there, buddy. The fact that it, it was it was honestly after. After the Moxley uh, Joey Janela unta- unsanctioned match at uh, Fighter Fest is when we started seeing um, like the the little bit of edginess come out from WWE. We started hearing the uh, the B word thrown around a lot, yep. just about every single promo between um, Roman Reigns Corey and Graves, Paul Heyman. Corey Graves said "Holy S" on national yeah. TV. Yeah, and then and then we start seeing the more extreme quote extreme moments like Braun Strowman. Uh, tackling Bobby Lashley through the stage, and there also and we, happen to be fireworks there too. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like they are they. You can kind of see them stepping, trying to step up there. That's the. That's they're the trying thing. to. I I read that they're trying to not lose the teen viewers, which is who would be lost with AEW. Which, yeah. by the way, that's a demographic that you have not cared about for yeah. eight years. So exactly. why should we stay, you know, and I, we're not teen, you know, we're no, what? 22, no. 23, um, 24, buddy. Oh God. Um, old. we're old, um, <laughs> but yeah. still we're the type of viewer that you have not cared about forever for eight years, which seems yeah, like forever. And, and, and the way they look at it, it's like, it's like, cause I mean, I, I'm, I am a network subscriber. I've been, I, I, won't ever not watch or not keep up with WWE, no matter what, really. And it's like they they know that they see that the that these fans like our generations like they're not going anywhere. Let's just focus on the the kids and making the money and the, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, and they've you know they've got investors to keep up with yeah. too. So yeah. And, anyways, Vinny, uh, we should do this again sometime to get you in for the oh, wheel. Hundred percent. So yeah. Anyways, thank you. Yeah, buddy. That is going to do it for this week's episode of the Too Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Glad to be back. You can find the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn. Uh, anywhere you find podcasts, you can find the Too Sweet Wrestling Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Too Sweet Pod. Too Sweet Podcast. Why did I forget that? It's been so long I forgot it. Uh, and at Facebook at Too Sweet Podcast. You can follow me, Brett Blakemore, at B underscore Blakemore 10. You can follow Vinny at Vinny Powerplay. Uh, We will see you next week for episode 61. Until then, stay too sweet.